I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 127 of Internet Marketing. My name is Andy White. And my name is Kelvin Thomas Newman. I never normally include hey, the middle we've name. We've got something in common. Both of us have got a middle name of Thomas. I did not know that. We've yeah. known each other for what? How many years, Andy? And yeah, At th- least one. At least one. My mother was going to call me Andrew John Thomas, but she okay. dropped the John. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> today we're talking about uh, link building tools. Uh, Mr. Newman, you've got a few link building tools yeah, to tell us about. Yeah. Well, me and Andy were having a bit of a nose back through our stats and um, you know the download figures and that. And one of the things that really stood out while looking through that process, and I recommend anyone who's got any kind of content to look back through their stats is quite how popular um, the news and tools episodes are um, of the podcast and it's not ones that we've been doing as much of recently so what i wanted to do was to share some tools particularly around link building because i've been at quite a few conferences recently and i've shared a few of the tools um the myself and also picked up on some that other people have used um, along that process so this is particularly for people who want to get more links to their websites but also it sort of overlaps quite a bit in terms of social media so there's some particular tools that i've come across that i thought people would find really useful um and handy now the first of those is a um it's a company and service called taluna um which is spelt t o L-U-N-A, um, which I always spell wrong, but that is how it's spelled. Taluna. Taluna. Now, what they have is a really interesting service um, based around getting market research or survey data. Now, probably the easiest way to understand how Taluna works is to give you an example of how I've used it for a client site visibility. So this was for a client. It was a couple of, well, quite a few months ago now in the run-up to Valentine's Day. Um, and they had an event going on around Valentine's Day. So we thought, well, we could do some press releases about this, but really we need to meet. You know, uh, a company does what they do isn't really that newsworthy. <laughs> so um, we said, okay, well, what what can we do? And, you know, we understood from a PR perspective, but also online, a great way of getting some attention is to have a stat, a statistic, some data behind what it is that you're doing. Um, so we wanted to do a survey. So the question we had was, and this was with a week to go to Valentine's Day, how many people had romantic plans for Valentine's Day? How nice. How nice. So we did the survey, and I can't remember the precise statistics off the top of my head, but it was something like 79% of people didn't have plans for Valentine's Day. So that was great for us for this, because it was actually a kind of a girls' night out type event. So it was a, you know, um, you know, 
don't have a boyfriend or your husband's not romantic enough to take you out for a meal. Instead, go and do this thing with your girly mates. Um, so that was really good. And then we were able to turn that into a press release. We were able to pitch that to, to journalists. Now, the problem with that is that normally with those types of research, you've either got to have a big mailing list of customers already who you ask them to carry out the survey and you might give them a prize for it. Or you have to go to a market research company and that can be quite expensive. And for link building, really, you want cheap ideas that, uh, you know, you can try as many of them as you like. And if a few of them work, that's really good. If they don't work, they've not cost you too much money. That's the the best approach to pretty much any online marketing. Um, And that's where Taluna comes in. So basically they have a big mailing list for want of a better description big network of users who get paid to fill in surveys now it's not a lot of money and i wouldn't recommend people go and do that to make money for themselves but as a marketer it means i can tap into that audience ask them a series of questions and get a response back it's a sort of ready-made mailing list that you can survey yeah and you can survey them and you can specify whether you want people of a certain gender country interest all these different areas so um and it's really quick like the first time we did it and this was the first one we did back in february we we thought okay well we need three or four days to get this data back mm. and we set it up at like midday and we'd got all the results in by twelve thirty. so in you half can, an hour in half an hour so you can specify how many people you want to survey and i think we did 150 for that mm. one so relatively small numbers do you presume um, this is a paid service it's it? a paid service yeah. so um you either go i want 25 50, 100, 150, and I think you go up to like 5,000 or something mm. like that. And the price is scaled on the number of people and the number of questions you're asking. But mm. for a simple survey for a press release where you maybe want to survey 150, 250 people um, with one simple question that's like a yes, no, or a wow. multiple choice, it's about sort of 40 pounds. So can you, can you choose, can you filter the type of people? You can. Now yeah. it's not really really specific like you might if you were doing some proper in-depth market research but say for us on that one it's like well we wanted women in the uk Mm. and what their answer was but also you get data back about the people so we knew that actually of that 79 percent those who are over 50 had a different percentage and those that were under 25 had a different percentage Mm. so you can get that data out as well so yeah um so great for pr style approaches to luna check that out um next one is um, not really a tool, but kind of a technique that's quite simple to explain. Um, and so in link building, writing content for other people's websites can be a really good idea. And one of the ways that most people do that is by guest posting. So guest posting is Andy yes. might have a blog. Yes. I write a blog post for Andy's site. Andy gets a great bit of content. I get linked back from Andy's I've done that blog. before, guest yeah. posting. Yeah. Um, and the problem for that can be, well, how do you find people to guest post for? Now, mm. if you know them, it's brilliant. But what if you don't know people? Now, the way that many people would do that is they trawl around finding blogs and approaching people who might never have heard of guest posting. To I'm listening intently here, Kelvin, yeah, because yeah. this is me. Okay. So, yeah, and if you're trawling around trying to find those people who, and you contact the blogger and say, can I write a guest post for you? And like, well, what's a guest post? You've already kind of, <laughs> lost, you know, it's going to be harder to convince them. So... Mm. What I try to do is find websites that have already published guest posts. Because if they've already published a guest post in the past, they're therefore more willing to accept them. And how do you do that, Kelvin? So, two ways. Um, First of them is the one that I kind of used most frequently and recommended in the presentation. And the second one was suggested to me after giving that presentation to someone who had a follow-up on it. Um, So the first is you go into Google, um, you type in in URL, or one word, so I-N-U-R-L. Yeah put a colon after it, then write the word category, then forward slash, um, and then guest, right? 
after that so it's category slash guest yes all, all of that is one word no spaces in oh, so it will search yeah. for URLs with that string in the yeah. URL yeah. Right. then what you need to do is after that put a space and put in a, a keyword related to your business so you might put in URL category hyphen I'm sorry category slash guest um, and then write the word podcast right so that will give you anyone who's ever published a um, guest post um, about podcasting where they've used the URL category slash guest post or slash category slash guest, right? Yeah. So that will only bring up people who have categorized their website in that way. But you will find in pretty much any keyword, probably 50 or 60 decent websites that have taken guest posts related to your topic. I've just tried it and it works. Yeah. And the the problem with that then is that, well, what if they didn't use that categorization, right? Mm. So if I I, I take a guest post from Andy on the site of his website, I might actually categorize that under podcasting Mm. rather than guest. Yeah. So that's that search I've just done there wouldn't have brought that up. But there's actually a really interesting thing that most of the blogging platforms do. Um, where they specify um, who the author is. So actually, rather than setting Andy up on my blog as uh, a a full-blown writer, I might have an author set up called Guest Posts. And any of the guest posts I take, I put under that author name. Yeah. So to find those type of ones, you write in post author, all one word, put a colon, then follow that by the word guest. So this is no spaces, in post author, colon guest so in in post author is one yep. of these strange google keywords yep. that you put right at the beginning yep. and right. it limits the search results to so basically what you've then done is that has limited google to only blog posts mm. where the author name is guest so i could do it similarly in post author colon kelvin yeah and find any blog posts that have been written by anyone called kelvin um, and then what you need to do is put a space and put your keywords in so in andy's example you put in post author colon guest podcasting and that will bring you different results to the previous one. So between those two search results, you can hit some really good, um, you know, guest post opportunities. So yeah, worth checking that out. I will. I understand most of you when listening to this podcast, you're on the move, you're on the road, you're mm. you know down the gym, um, you know, walking your dog. So you probably won't be able to remember that. So I will include in the show notes Definitely. exactly I've, how to do that. I've just tried it and I can verify it does actually work. In post author colon guest space podcasting has yeah. brought up so if someone, four thousand odd results. Yeah. Now what you then need to do is process them and look and see which ones are legitimate and which mm. ones aren't. But You'll find some. That's most definitely the Just case. Just as, as a side issue, Kelvin, these, what, what are they called, these funny little words you put at the beginning of a search string? Go, they Google sort of... Yeah, like, there's, there's not like an official name for them, really. Right. I, I kind of call them Google syntax. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's like query modifiers or... Yeah, almost like yeah. commands, aren't they? Yeah. Um, search command, I think you, search commands is the most common way that other people yeah, refer to them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's worth having a look at how many there are because I never realised there was an in-post author one. Yeah, there's loads. I mean, the in URL, in post author, yeah. um, site to restrict us to your site. Yeah, um, yeah you know, link. There's, yeah, there's loads of them. So, may, in fact, maybe that's an. I'll pop that in the old it's an episode in its own right. Sorry, own right. I'm interrupting. That's what was the, what was the next tool that you were going to talk about? Um, the next tool is um, it's actually an API, and I don't use the API, um, but it's Quirly, which is spelled Q W E. R-L-Y. Quirly. And Quirly is an API. I don't use the API, but if you go to Quirly's homepage, which is quirly.com, um, and type in someone's Twitter address, it might have their email address. 
If you put in their email address, it'll show you what their Twitter account is. If you've got their Facebook, you know, so it makes these connections between different profiles. Now, why is that useful? Um, that's useful because I know that if someone wants to ask me a favor, they could email me and I'll get that email. It'll sit on my to-do list and, it, you know, I'll, I'll get round to it. Yeah. If someone at messages me, I'll see it within minutes because I've always got Twitter open. Mm. So if I want someone to link to me, actually, I might be better approaching them on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn than actually on email or vice versa. You know, okay. I might have someone's Twitter. So Quirly allows, it, it's not perfect, right? So if I put my name in there, it doesn't bring it all up. It does sound so a bit a, like the police national yeah, database. As a starting point, if you want to try and find out people who you know on emails, Twitter account, try Quirly as a means of doing that. Dead simple, quick tool. No more time spent on it than that, really, but it's okay. worth interest. So it's just a way of finding out what other, whether yeah. on Facebook, etc., Twitter, yada, yada. yada. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, and next on my list is a simple tool called... Um, now, sometimes you'll have a list of websites and you want to see which has got the most links. Now, many of the tools out there, Open Site Explorer, which is, you know, they've actually confirmed they're closing now. Oh. Um, Sorry, not open so Yahoo Site Explorer. They've confirmed yeah, they're okay. closing. Yeah, right. um, there's alternatives like Majestic SEO and Open Site Explorer, um, but they're not great at querying lots of websites. So you've got 20 websites. You need to know which one's got the most links. Um, backlinks.in, so backlinks.in, um, in being for India, um, is an open field which allows you to cut and paste in a list of I think it's up to 50 websites, possibly even a few more, um, and tell you which of those how many links they've got. Now, it doesn't give you all the in-depth data you get from Majestic, that you get from Open Site Explorer, but it's quick. And in fact, it actually pulls the data from Open Site Explorer. So it's the same data, but just a quicker means of getting to that. So if you've got a list of competitors, you want to see who has the most links, use backlinks.in. You'll be able to get it very, very quickly. That's interesting. I'm just, yeah. I'm just playing with it now. <laughs> Carry on talking. No, that's cool. um, and the final tool that I've got is called Crowdflower. Now, some of you in the States may be familiar with a service provided by Amazon called Mechanical Turk. Now, what I do know that one. Mechanical Turk allows you to do is um, outsource small tasks for small fees to groups of individuals. Now, you can use that in lots of different ways. It might be, can you find me a picture of this word? Or can you find me the email address on this page? Or do you think this, this keyword accurately describes this photo? And all these types of things. So it's great for simple, repetitive tasks. The problem is, it, you can't get that all across the world. They kind of limit you to having a US postal address to do that. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've kind of seen it as quite useful for, okay, well, maybe I need to find out, um, you know... I need to find someone's Twitter account or, you know, I need to find out the email address of this website or um, I really like this podcast author. Here's, here's 20 podcasts I listen to. I'd like to find out, um, you know, who the, what the, the date they were first published and how many episodes they've got, you know, that type of, you know, it's not a complex task, but there's lots of them and I don't necessarily want to do them. I can get other people to do that. Now, the problem with that is, yeah, you can do it in the UK, you can do it in the rest of Europe. So there's another similar website. I've not used that extensively, but some people who I really trust use quite frequently a website called Crowdflower, which is similar to Mechanical Turk. Um, it's where you can get lots of people to do simple tasks that potentially might be quite repetitive. So worth checking out if you've always wanted to use Mechanical Turk, mm. um, but haven't been able to because you're in the wrong country, check out Crowdflower. Well, that's uh, very useful information.
Should we call this a wrap? I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, if anyone comes across any websites or tools that they think other podcast listeners would find interesting, um, do let us know. Um, you can either send us a message on Twitter using the hashtag IMPC or drop me an email. So that's Kelvin, which is K-E-L-V-I-N dot Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N at sitevisibility.com that's site spelled s-i-t-e um, and of course it's always in the show notes as well so yeah i'd love to hear of tools you're finding useful or if any of the tools we've recommended you've used you've liked you've not liked you've got a better alternative do let us know because you know that kind of feedback makes the show much better it does and also uh, don't forget uh, we've got a special phone number that i can never remember but it begins with a zero that narrows it down a bit which i say in the end bit so if you've got a sort of um if you don't mind your voice being on the show in fact if you want your voice to go on the show you'll be famous uh, so if you've got a question or or a comment or a bit of feedback uh, leave it on that as well but that's it that's a wrap yeah. for today i have been andy white i've been kelvin newman and i'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon see you soon Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Mm-hmm.